Can I have, please, a 50 piece Mac Minis? 50, exactly. Okay. Not 51, not <laughs> 49. Chicken Minis, yes. 50. And um, let me have a large drink, no ice, half Sprite, half lemonade. Oh, Giannis. Onto the Kumo and the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. Giannis went to Chick-fil-A and ordered something that doesn't exist. He wanted a 50-piece, which he famously dropped on the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship a couple days ago. Goes to Chick-fil-A and has just the dopest order ever. Not 51, not 49, 50. Oh, man. Good for him. What a king. He brought the trophies there because he said, quote, in the video that he was live on. What if I wake up and it's all a dream? Man, cannot help but love Giannis Antetokounmpo. Today, we're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken, the expansion draft was yesterday, and how much fun that always is. We are also going to roast Michael Wilbon for just an old, old, old man take. We're going to look at the Buffalo Bills in our gambling preview and our NFL preview this year and a couple MLB bets if you're into that kind of thing. But we're going to start today with the absolute effing mess that is the Tokyo Olympics. Two things happened over the last couple of days that are just sad and awful amid uh, another PR disaster. This is reported, uh, reported by Reuters. So if you woke up and saw that Holocaust was trending with the Olympics, that's because they found a 1990s comedy routine from the Open Ceremonies Master or Minister uh, where he made a Holocaust joke. Of course, Japan famously on the wrong side of World War II back in the 40s. So that's particularly sensitive, which is, I, I'm sensitive about cancel culture. I think firing this person is the correct move. I'm not sure how everyone else feels. I think it was probably the right move. I don't know what the joke is. And if I did, I wouldn't say it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to perpetuate that kind of thing. Right here, uh, Kentaro Kobayashi was forced to step down on Thursday. Or it's Thursday now in the United States in the morning, but it was Thursday yesterday in Asia because that's how you know time and space work. So he was forced to step down. This happens just, I believe, a day or so after the Norwegian beach handball team. And if you can, I'm pulling it up on the screen now from the New York Post. They were fined for wearing these bicycle shorts. You can see these women in like bicycle shorts, things that like you wake up on a Saturday afternoon, you're going to be a person that takes up half the road in, in Colorado or whatever. That's what they were wearing, along with their sports bra bikini tops. Apparently, this uniform is not great. And you can see the line there from the New York Post. Couldn't help themselves. The first sentence, the lead of this story is not cheeky enough, which is true. The governing European Handball Federation confirmed a team $1,700 fine. Actually, it was $1,770. Each woman was fined $177 because they didn't wear bikini bottoms, which apparently is required for beach handball. And I'm laughing because it's sad. And I'm laughing because it's funny that people would require people to wear bikini bottoms. Like, I don't know what the best way to compete in clothing as a woman. I am not a woman. However, I do know that the Norwegian Handball Federation stood behind these women and said, yeah, don't worry about it. They're raising their voice. Enough is enough. And they're backing them. So I, I guess this is absolutely, I would like to think it's not as preposterous. I would like to think there's a reason and that there's like some sort of thing as to why the bikini bottoms are important. But no, I think it is literally just to make women be more 
nude while they compete. So, yeah, not a great look for handball or the Olympics to allow this to continue to happen, of course. Let's move on to the NHL expansion draft. Of course, the Seattle Kraken are the new team. Michael Wilbon, on pardon the interruption at some point in the last couple days, uh, had one of the weirdest takes ever. He said he couldn't like the mascot, the Kraken, because it reminded him of an old Negro League team. I have it for you here. Let's listen. It reminds me, it puts me in the mind of a, a sort of a controversial name, but it existed, so I'm going to say it because it was a real name. The Atlanta Black Crackers of the Negro League. That oh. was an actual team and an actual team name. And it's just, I hear that and I just either smirk or start laughing or feel embarrassed. What are they doing? I'm stop. Now. Oh, Mike. So he is reminding of an Atlanta Negro baseball team, an Atlanta Negro League baseball team called the Black Crackers, and that is what Kraken reminded him. I, I was under the impression that we all unanimously agreed that the Kraken is the dopest mascot and branding in all of sports out of the gate. So I have it pulled up if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Um, it is like a tentacle thing from the mythical creature, the Kraken, with an eye, which, by the way, we haven't confirmed that it's mythical. Nobody knows what's in the effing ocean. So look at there it is. It looks awesome. It is freaking sweet. And if you haven't seen the hype video when they release the Kraken and uh, when they release what the name is going to be, it's incredible. Secondly, it's not just arbitrary. The Seattle Pacific Northwest Coast has one of the highest concentrations of Swedish and Norwegian Americans in the United States. The only place with more and a higher concentration is in Minnesota. That's why they're called the Vikings. Nobody makes fun of that name. Also, it's a maritime town. This is a maritime mythical creature. Seattle is so Swedish that the name of the major hospital in Seattle is literally Swedish. You just have to Google Swedish Seattle, and it will ask you when you want a doctor's appointment. That's how Swedish they are. This is freaking sweet. It's a maritime town with a bunch of Swedes and Norwegians there, and we're all jealous of what Seattle and Pittsburgh are doing with the branding and the colors, like the Mariners and the Seahawks, and you had the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Penguins and the Pirates. We're all jealous. So that was an absolute trash take by Michael Wilbon. He's an old man yelling at clouds because I, I, I was under the impression we all, all of us looked at the crack and be like, yep, that's number one by far in all of professional sports in terms of mascots. I digress. The expansion draft was yesterday. So if you don't know how expansion drafts work, uh, we'll explain it to you really quickly, but it's really fun. This is the second time this has happened in a couple of years. 2017, the Vegas Golden Knights had their expansion draft. All the other sports are jealous because um, it's a cool thing. It's good fodder for talk radio and whatnot, and that's what we're going to do. The way that it works is every team has a bunch of rookies or younger players on younger contracts. Those guys cannot be taken, right? So Seattle's going to get to pick a player from every team if they want to. The younger guys, like the rookies and the prospects, or like the second or third year players, they are not available to Seattle, period. Then... NHL teams can protect a bunch of guys. They have the opportunity to protect, I forget how many players, but it's something like 12 players or something. They are required, every NHL team is required to expose two forwards and one defenseman and one goaltender who's under contract for the following season. Those players that are exposed, Seattle gets to go team by team by team by team and just take one and they get their contract. It's kind of a, there's been a big cat and mouse, one of the most famous goalies of all time, Carey Price was exposed and the conversation is like, are you going to take him for that huge amount like, of money that you owe him? And if you're a new franchise, like, hey, maybe take someone famous. It worked out. That's what Vegas did. They took Marc-Andre Fleury, the goaltender from the Pittsburgh Penguins. That worked out. It's good to have a famous player. 
Uh, so the, the the expansion draft was yesterday. It was a lot of fun. People were like, who's being protected? Who did they take? In 2017, Vegas took a bunch of players that no one expected at all in any way. And then everyone, like it was to the point, the freezing cold takes on this, I wish that old takes exposed would find them. But people thought that it was such a bad draft that the NHL would have to step in. Ha, huh, joke's on you. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year. It was crazy. Something similar happened this week. Everybody's like, whoa, what are they? I, mean, I don't understand. So maybe... The idea with the expansion draft is fun because you don't just want the young best players. You want some that are cheap. You want some that maybe you can flip for assets. Like say your first couple of years don't go well. You're going to want to trade some of those guys to start over. So it's a lot of fun to go through. Um, the list is available in the show notes if you want to look at it. I'm, I'm not really going to get too far into it. I don't not really shocked or interested in getting too deep into the players they selected. New York Islanders, Jordan Eberle is probably, in my opinion, their their best player. Okay, so the expan- the expansion draft was fun. Google the Kraken stuff. It's awesome. Like, people thought that the Kraken was real. Carl Linnaeus literally classified it in his book of creatures that we know about. He Well, he only did that once, but he did do that. All right, let's move on to uh, MLB odds. Haven't done this yet. I do have two plays today if you want to bet. Uh, call me 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem, uh, bet responsibly. So the Detroit Tigers are my favorite team, and I digress. They're playing a four-game series against the Texas Rangers. They've won the first three. Tigers are piping hot right now, and I think they have the longest winning streak in, in Major League Baseball. The Rangers are awful. They're the worst team in Major League Baseball at this moment. I don't know if they're the worst overall, but they are not very good. The Tigers are the best team in baseball against the spread at home. That game starts at 1 p.m. today. The Tigers are favored in the run line, minus one and a half. The other play that I have, this one is a smash. I love this bet. The Tampa Bay Rays, the second place Tampa Bay Rays, are favored by one and a half at Cleveland. Cleveland is one of the worst teams in baseball against the spread at home. And Tampa is one of the best teams against the spread on the road. Tampa minus one and a half run line against Cleveland and Detroit minus one and a half at home against Texas are my MLB bets. All right, we're going to wrap up with NFL preview. Today's the Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. The kind of surprised a bunch of people. Josh Allen last year in 2020 did something that no one has apparently ever done, which is improve in his third year. It blew analytics people's minds. And if you really want to go listen to some of those old podcasts, they're hilarious. People just laughing at him for being unable to play and then putting together, frankly, an astounding season. This year, they are heavily favored for a lot of stuff. They are the third, tied for third, and the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl with LA, only behind reigning the last two reigning champs, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. They are favored to be one of the highest scoring teams in all of professional football. Josh Allen is one of the big favorites to win MVP behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Their over-under for win total is 11. Remember, we play 17 games now. That's pretty wild, and they are heavily, heavily favored to go to the playoffs. I believe in portions of them. I hate other portions of them. So um, as far as win total, I think that's fine. I know their schedule is good. It's bad. I Looking into their schedule doesn't really matter. They're going to be better than most of the teams that they play. They have Stephon Diggs, who's been one, one of their most underrated receivers. Ed Oliver, their defensive tackle they drafted a couple of years ago, needs to take a step forward, et cetera, et cetera. The real question to me for Buffalo is that I think they took advantage of the NFC or AFC East being worse than it's ever been last year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think the AFC East might sneakily end up being the best overall division. The Jets are not going to suck anymore. The Dolphins apparently are really well coached. And then the Patriots are the Patriots. It's going to be annoying, even if they're not good. So as far as Buffalo is concerned, I have no predictions because my takes are trash. I will say, I will say 
the actual interesting to see, LOL, part of the Buffalo Bills is like that Josh Allen thing. Who's, who's the real Josh Allen? Because if last year was the real Josh Allen, like he's going to the Hall of Fame. Everyone suspects it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I, haven't, I literally have no idea. No amount of Josh Allen regression is going to make Stefan Diggs less open. So we shall see. As far as betting goes, I don't like any of their stuff. I wouldn't bet. Um, they're, they're the odds on favor to win the division. The odds are terrible. Over-under on wins is an even number, so I'm not going to do that. But Josh Allen is a favorite to win MVP. I'm not going to do that. I, they Favorites, heavy favorites to me are silly to bet on. They make almost almost no sense to bet on, in my opinion, just because like you're not getting odds and... If you have the opportunity to bet on a team versus the field, you, you basically always take the field, right? That's going to do it for interesting to see. going to try something new on Fridays where I just kind of pick one story or narrative to focus on. Tomorrow is going to be this NFL preview thing. Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff and the runaway hype trains for both of those guys. The analytics are interesting. The takes are interesting. It's going to be, hopefully, if, if you guys like the deep dive, let me know. Subscribe, rate, review, etc., etc. I appreciate those of you who choose to start your day talking sports with me.